you sent me this tweet mm, two days ago, I want to say. And then yesterday, it started making its rounds even more. A lot of people pretty fired up when they saw, who is it, Trevor Plouffe? Yep. Used to play for the Minnesota Twins. Former twin. Now he's got a big podcast, and he has a, a, you know, a media presence, I guess you would say. And he had a tweet out saying that he got the news that Major League Baseball was planning to start spring training the Spring training two, part de June 10th, and then with a spring or a opening day of July 1st. Now, okay. Let's, and everyone got excited. We got excited. Now, let's take a step back because remember like a month ago or weeks ago, eh, probably a month ago, Major League Baseball was saying, we're looking at July 4th, America's pastime, opening day on America's birthday. Nothing more patriotic than that. That was like a month ago, right? Somewhere around that timeline where we, we, we were they hearing all, those reports. It all blurs together, so yes. Yeah, yeah. time doesn't matter anymore. Time is, time is relative. doesn't matter anymore. So then we see Trevor Plouffe saying, hey, I'm hearing all kinds of reports. Spring training two, starting up June 10th. Then we're going to have July 1st to be the opening day for Major League Baseball. We're excited. You're excited. You sent the tweet to me. I'm excited. But I was also questioning it a little bit. And then what do I see yesterday? John Heyman, big-time reporter for MLB Network. Uh, you know, he's a big name, Big J. We know him. Got a lot of good info. He throws the tweet out, the alleged start date of July 1st for an MLB season would be wonderful. they love to begin then or close to then. But while there's hope, Things aren't as certain as that. Major League Baseball is still hearing. Now, I know you're sitting down, Nelson. Everyone else out there, I hope you're sitting down because this is going to be a a huge bomb dropped on you. Heyman continues to say, Major League Baseball is still hearing conflicting info from politicians and doctors. (laughs) Whoever would have thought that we heard conflicting reports from politicians and doctors for COVID-19. And then he said Major League Baseball is still uh, having health concerns remain their top priority. And since, like I said, this is the bombshell, hearing conflicting info from politicians and doctors, they don't know what to do. And they said that July 1st is on the very optimistic side. Isn't ruled out yet, but it isn't close to a likelihood, says Major League Baseball. Didn't Trevor Plouffe then delete the tweet? I went and checked. It still was up. Okay, because I thought I heard he deleted it. That's what I thought I heard, too. Uh, then I went and checked. In fact, you know what? I'm going to go check right now. Trevor Plouffe. All right. We'll I go feel to Trevor like Plouffe. he wouldn't just tweet that out there if there wasn't anything to it, right? Yeah, I, same. Especially if he has a, a popular baseball okay, podcast. Okay, he did, not, he did not delete his tweet. It's still right okay. there from May 4th. So, so there's more fake news that he deleted the tweet. Yes, con- crazy, huh? Conflicting reports everywhere, Nelson, right? <laughs> and then, I'm not going to name any names. Um, I'll tell you off air, though, Nelson, just because I know you won't squeal. I'm not going to name any names, but I have a friend who's got an insider, believe it or not, with the Chicago Cubs. And they also heard in their camp that June 10th would be spring training part two and July 1st being the opening day. I, so I, was this I've like just a, heard that. So is this like a Trevor Plouffe 
putting it out there, not realizing that he's not supposed to say anything, and then them downplaying everything? It, it very well could be. It very well could be. So then I see this. You know, I like this. I like to sleuth around the internet once in a while, you know. And I saw this coming from Cleveland.com. Now I know. Like Joe Kim Noah once said, do you think Cleveland is cool? Do you think anyone wants to go to Cleveland and go on vacation? Well, I mean, I don't, but they do have professional sports there. Apparently from Cleveland.com, updated this morning at 3.22 a.m., the Cleveland Indians held an internal conversation on a potential Major League Baseball opener for July 1st. Where there's smoke, there's fire. So I got a guy who heard something from the, you know, who was in the Cubs organization. I'm glad that I got a mole in there. I got a, I got someone in the side, the enemy, behind enemy lines in the Cubs organization. But he heard the same thing, July 1st, the potential date. You got Trevor Plouffe, played for the Minnesota Twins. He is now he's got his own, you know, podcast. You've got to think, Rowdy, that he's got a lot of people in the know because he played in the major. He played in MLB, right? You think he, he'd think he'd he'd know a lot of people, right? He should have connections. He says, t- "Tweet not deleted." I'm just looking at it right here. Seven point one thousand retweets, thirty-two thousand likes. He says, "Quote on May fourth, want some good baseball news? I just heard from multiple sources that on June tenth, spring training two will start." July 1st will be the opening day, and all teams will be playing at their home ballparks. So who do we have? Trevor Plouffe saying it, former Minnesota twin. If you want to take it with a grain of salt with the guy that I know inside the Cubs organization, he's saying it. Then we got Cleveland.com. I would, I would put my guy last, to be honest with you. Then you got Cleveland.com saying that the Indians held internal conversations on a potential Major League Baseball opener for July 1st. Now, Major League Baseball has come out to say, again, like I just said a little earlier, that that's on the very optimistic side. They haven't started talking about it yet as they still hear conflicting information from politicians and doctors. What do you think, Nelly? Sounds like Major League Baseball has a plan in place for those exact dates, but they're waiting to get it passed. Yes. I think that's what it is. Yes. All right, so according to Major League Baseball Network insider Ken Rosenthal, who wrote early Wednesday on The Athletic, the Indians officials held a Zoom conference call with about 70 members of the organization. And during the call, per Ken Rosenthal's sources, the Indians gave players a quote-unquote mark in the sand to focus upon for their return after COVID-19 and the coronavirus pandemic that shuttered ballparks across the country for now 56 days. And continue, quote, but the officials made it clear the dates were mere targets. They fully expect them to change. They simply wanted players to be prepared if the league meets all of the logistical challenges necessary to play. What do you think, Nell? I think it definitely sounds like they have a plan in place. They're ready to rock. They're trying to get the uh, players ready to be prepared to play starting in June 10th with the, the spring training, too. And they're just waiting for states like Florida to open up and and see what's happened. Yeah, so Florida Florida opened up a lot of stuff, right? They yeah. opened up their beaches. They opened up, I think, every, like you can go out to eat and stuff. Yeah, their events with, I know, WWE and then yeah. UFC this weekend. We had um, Seth McClung, former Milwaukee Brewer, 
cult icon, obviously. He was on, what was that, two days ago? Was that? Monday. Yeah, Monday. Yeah, Monday. Days are blending together. He was on on Monday from, where is he, Clearwater Beach, Florida. Yeah. Before he got on the airwaves to entertain our millions of fans, he said that he just came from a restaurant to have, he had breakfast at a restaurant. Clay Travis, I know a lot of people don't like Clay Travis, and I know a lot of people like Clay Travis. He tweeted out, I think it was Monday afternoon, that he went out to eat with his family in Florida, and he's still alive and feeling fine. So you got people going out to eat in Florida. You got the beaches open. You have you know some people having some kind of semblance of getting back to normalcy. You have WWE declared <laughs> essential. <laughs> and that was like weeks ago. Yeah, you have UFC 249, right? Yep. That, they're going to be in Florida. That'll be in Jacksonville on Saturday. So, I mean, Florida's opening up. Now, I'm very intrigued to see what happens with this story. Do you think, is there smoke here, Nelly? And do you think there's a little fire? You think oh, a little think fire? For sure. <sighs> Florida was one of the main states that was in a lot of their different uh, scenarios on playing this year. Ooh, wee. We could have, uh, should, you get, should we get our hopes up? Well, I guess what do we have to lose? Yeah, what, what else are they going to do? Tell us no? Yeah. They've what been a, telling us no for two months. Yeah. We're going to say, all right, our stay-at-home order is going to end here. And then the order comes up. They're like, oh, we're going to put it in place for another month and a half. The hell they'd say yesterday. I didn't even watch. Didn't even bother. I knew I was going to get bent over by the government. What did they say? I saw some states were talking about extending stuff to July 15th. Very, very interesting. We'll continue to talk about it today. And speaking when it comes to... Conflicting states and conflicting information. College football. Oof. I got some. I might. Uh, I have some peculiar, interesting news when it comes to college football. We're gonna talk some Packers Bucks today. You guys remember when Deshaun Kaiser, the Packers apparently really wanted him in the draft, and then Deshaun Kaiser went to the Cleveland Browns, and eventually Goody's like, "I, I need this guy. I want this guy." And quarterback Desha- of the future. Yeah, Deshaun Kaiser, quarterback of the future. Well, Deshaun Kaiser who eventually went to the Raiders. Yesterday, Deshaun Kaiser released by the Oakland Raiders. The reason why I bring this up is, do you know who beat him out? Do you know who survived? Do you know who's above him? Well, I guess he's released, so he's still on the roster. Nathan Peterman survived the Oakland Raiders purge, the cuts. Nathan Peterman is still on the roster as Deshaun Kaiser, the guy that Brian Gutekunst was absolutely in love with, is now cut by Oakland. Nathan Peterman threw five interceptions in a first half of a football game. I think it was his first start. Yeah, wasn't he at one time like statistically the worst quarterback to ever play in the NFL? Yes. He beat out Deshaun like Kaiser. That, based on his uh, stats. Wow, they they also <laughs> threw him in there in a not good situation. <laughs> I'm just saying, based but yes, on, yes, you are on correct. his game stats and his attempts and everything, it was in the, like history, the history of football. Of football and that's not even worst. just the modern era. That's the history of football. He is the statistically worst starter ever. So congratulations, Deshaun Kaiser. You got beat out by statistically the worst starting quarterback in NFL history. You know, statistically not great. I'll tell you that much. I think that was more of a move because they needed to get rid of a guy in the locker room. I don't think he was let me, all in on Deshaun Kaiser. Let it me just like, let me just put hey, paint we a, found a trade partner. Let me just paint this picture perfectly clear though. Nathan Peterman, statistically the worst quarterback in the history of football. The same guy who set a record by throwing five interceptions 
in the first half of a football game, his debut, mind you, is still on a roster while Deshaun Kaiser was released. And ah. the, and that's with the uh, Las Vegas Raiders openly looking to get rid of Derek Carr, the starting quarterback. Yes. I saw this, I have this article right here. Whose bad debut was worse? Keith Null, a rookie six-round pick that year. Null was never supposed to start as the Rams' third quarterback, but in 2009, the Rams had a knack for finding uh, innovative ways to suck. Starting, oh, the, starting quarterback Mark, Mark Bulger, he broke his leg in November. Then backup Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Bowler was terrible. And that 1-11, and the Rams had nothing to lose, so they started the kid from West Texas A&M against the 5-7 and Titans, where Null <laughs> uh, entered the game, they quote, as a dead man walking. And then they say Nathan Peterman, the dude threw five interceptions in his first ever game in the first Well, isn't there a half. thing with uh, Peterman that he's supposed to look amazing in practice and then he gets out on the field and just can't do it? Yeah, when the when the, when the, the lights shine the brightest, I think there's he something like just that whimpers away. I thought that's what I heard. Like, he looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the league when it's practice. What does that tell you about Deshaun Kaiser, though? Deshaun Kaiser was cut with Nathan Peterman still on the team. Hey, but all I That heard, was the Packers like savior allegedly. All for a I backup heard from a lot of people during the draft and people after the draft while he was on the Packers. Oh, but he's got a ton of potential. Got big a arm. Ton got a ton of, potential. of potential. Big arm, big arm. Big arm. Deshaun Kaiser. Remember against the Chicago Bears? Remember when Aaron Rodgers unfortunately like broke his leg? They almost had to amputate at that game. Where he had that little small hairline fracture. Remember that when he crippled up? Then Deshaun Kaiser came in and immediately, I'm pretty sure, did he throw the ball right away to Cleo Mack or did he hand the ball off right away I think to Cleo Mack? He did Mack? both. He did both, but I can't remember which one was first. Because I remember he literally handed the ball to Khalil Mack as he was bull rushing him. <laughs> yeah. He's like, here, this is yours. You can have I mean, it. If you I'm just, sorry. It's like, it's like Waterboy when uh, Billy Madison, or Billy Madison, when Happy, Gil- <laughs> Happy Gilmore, when. Adam Sandler, Bobby Boucher. No, you're wrong. His, the guy talked crap about his mama, and he took the ball, and he found him, gave the ball to him. He goes, Just please don't hurt like, oh, Thank you. And then he ran away, scored the touchdown, and then Billy, why do I keep saying Billy Madison? Then Bobby Boucher, double jump kick, Bruce Lee kicked him. Deshaun Kaiser, like, oh, here, here we go. Even if you rewind just a year before that, remember when Deshaun Kaiser was a Brown? Oof. And the Browns and Packers basically... Once Aaron Rodgers was hurt, had the same exact roster. You know, statistically not great. I'll tell you that much. And he lost a game because he ran back like 15 yards off his back foot. Yeah. And just threw the ball in the middle of the field, high into the air. Oh, I remember. Is the that's the same to Sean guys? Is the back backers the Packers backup quarterback situation been just one of the saddest things in professional sports for the last umpteen years? Who was the last legit? Packers back Matt Flynn. Matt Flynn. That was a long time ago. Oh, now you got time ago. Well, I mean, hey, maybe we got a sign of the times here, a changing of the guard, if you will. Who's Rogers' backup right now? Jordan Love. Jordan Love. Let's hope he doesn't suffer the same fate as the likes of Deshaun Kaiser and Brett. You know, statistically not great. I'll tell you that much. Hunley. Oof. Oof. Packers backup quarterback situation. Tough. Tough scene. When Nathan Peterman can beat you out on a roster, who's the statistically worst quarterback ever to play the game, that's that's not good. And think about just how bad those Packer rosters were when we're talking about Matt Flynn, the last quarterback 
that was a respectable backup for the Packers. And on that same team, wasn't it Scott Tolzien, who by all accounts is was a decent backup quarterback. Yeah, totally. But that roster was just so bad. Well, they were saying, I remember a lot of cheeseheads crying from the mountaintops that the Packers roster at that point in time was was worse than the Browns. Didn't the Browns go defeated that year? <laughs> I think the Browns went defeated that year. I mean, that they're mm-hmm. not. Or did they win one game? They had a win because still it's only the uh, Detroit Lions. Okay. They're not. Uh, I think it was one win. Whatever, they suck. Yeah. <laughs> Moral of the story is they stink. <laughs> I don't think they're far off with that either. Yeah. That Packers team wasn't much better than that Cleveland Browns team. Took them to overtime, though. Took them to overtime. And Deshaun Kaiser handed them the game. He knew and he was going to tra- be playing for him. Then a year later, they traded for him. Yeah. He wanted out. He was like, oh, man, who can I impress? Okay. Can we think about this? When your backup quarterback at the time said this. You know, statistically not great. I'll tell you that much. And then he goes and beats a guy in Deshaun Kaiser. Why do you go and get the guy that your quarterback that said this? You know, statistically not great. I'll tell you that much. Why do you go get the guy that that guy lost to? Or beat? Deshaun Kaiser maybe, lost to this guy. Maybe the Packers were starting to get into like some <laughs> analytic-based scouting or something. They're like, man, that Deshaun Kaiser, we got to go get him. His wins above replacement against us is one. Now, I know our quarterback said this. <laughs> you know, statistically not great. I'll tell you that much. And he just beat the guy... Who we want? We're gonna go get the guy that the guy who just said we're statistically not great. He's statistically not great. We're gonna get the guy that he just beat. How is that even? I got a question. Your I, I have wonder what your IQ is. What did Brian Gudekun score on the Wonderlick test, Nelly? <laughs> that hasn't been released yet. <laughs> well, you, UW Lacrosse didn't make people do a Wonderlick test before they played for him. Plus, if we had to disclose information like that, there'd be lots of redaction. <laughs> And mainly just the score. <laughs> mainly just the score. It's just crazy to think about. Yes, so there you go. Deshaun Kaiser, released from the Oakland Raiders. Nathan Peterman, the statistically worst quarterback ever, who threw five interceptions in one half, his debut, beat out Deshaun Kaiser, former Packers backup quarterback. Oof. <laughs> uh, oof. Not good. 608-321-1670, Twitter, Zone, Madison. I want to get to this Bucks conversation coming up. Uh, Pat Connaughton making some some noise when it comes to the deer. Woo-woo. I just like the fact in the story, um, they all are doing team meetings via group chat, but the only <laughs> people that can't do it is Brooke and Robin Lopez because they have Androids. They don't have iPhones, so the whole NBA or the whole Bucks team is connecting via group chat, except for the <laughs> Lopez twins because they have Androids. RJ, you got it. Do you have an Android? Yeah, or, or do you have iPhone now. Same song. What, I mean, I've never had an Android before. I have an iPhone, but you like your Android, right? I, I love think, it. I think purrs. Yeah, I was mean. Um, yeah, it's. Yeah, so, I, I, mean, I don't, I don't know. know the I don't know why I like it better. You like what you like. Yeah, it's like one of those things, and the people are like, "Oh, my phone's better." I'm like, I don't really care. I like it. Yeah, um, I don't care either. It works for me. I've never understood <laughs> like the Android versus iPhone people. It's no. like if it can text and make calls and I can tweet on it and I can, you know, look at well, stuff, what's it matter? It, it's hilarious. Like our coaching staff, like all coaches, the majority of the coaches for the wrestling team have Samsungs. And like all the kids have iPhones and stuff. And they're like, Well, you can do this. I'm like, No, I can't. I have an Android. And, and they're like, Well, that's dumb. I'm like, you know what's dumb? You you you're allowed so many like <laughs> fingerprints for your phone and stuff for what 
uh, to open your phone on your iPhone. Oh, I don't even lock mine. Right, but like some kids do, but yeah. then they give other people permission to unlock their phone, and then they wonder why. Hey, I broke up with somebody, and they locked me out of my phone. Well, here's the why do they have your phone after you broke up with them? Oh, it's it's ridiculous. But still, uh, they they tell us all this stuff that. Are you sure you're a wrestling coach or a therapist? A little bit of both. It's, <laughs> it's high school, man. Yeah. High school's um, wild. I'm glad, so glad I didn't have smartphones when I was in high school. Oh yeah, I had uh, I had the brick phone and like the yeah. original. Uh, Motorola Razor, the flip phone. Same. Uh, I had Snake. I, Snake I, was the only thing. And I, I had the on. I had the flip phone up until the Galaxy S five. I didn't get a smartphone. I don't even until like remember 20, when that was. I didn't get a smartphone until like twenty thirteen. I graduated in 06. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. Whenever the Galaxy S five came out, I think that was my first smartphone. Man, I've been dying to ask you guys this question. Deshaun what? Kaiser or Josh Rosen? Which one would you rather have? Josh Rosen. Oof. Well, Josh Rosen's still in the NFL, so Josh Rosen. But he's he can't fight. Was he still third string on the Dolphins? <laughs> uh, he probably won't be. Yeah, he'll, he'll probably he'll be, be available pretty soon. Yeah, he'll be released soon enough. Nelson wants him on Bring the him Packers. In. Bring him in. Bring him home. All right, we'll be right back. I'm going to talk. competition. <laughs> love v. Rosen. Man, love versus Rosen. Sorry, Tim. Sorry, Boyle. You're done. See you. Before we hit commercial break, Rosen came up. Josh Rosen. Nissan? Not Nissan Rosen. Oh. Rosen, Rosen, Rosen. Not that one. Different Rosen. The one that's withering away in Miami. Is he still on the Dolphins? I think he's still technically there. So mentally might have checked out. Nelson I'll, and Nelson I'll used get the research department. Yeah, on you get the research department talk. on it. Nelson was like, Nelson's a big Rosen fan. And you do make a good point, Nelly. I think, and I'm not a big Rosen fan, and I think I pinpointed why. And we were talking about how Rosen, the Packers' backup quarterbacks, and how the Packers' backup quarterbacks have stunk for so, <laughs> so long. So from the research department, they just got back to me, um, and they haven't gone into everything yet because sure. they haven't hit entered. Uh, the first thing that pops up after you type in Josh Rosen's name, after it's like click on him, you know? Yeah. Guess what the second thing says? Sucks. Josh Rosen... Packers. Really? Hell yeah. Yep. Interesting. Was Nelson on your phone? Uh, I don't know. I'm waiting to... <laughs> oh, I'm still, sorry, the research department's phone? Still, still waiting for the research department to get back to me on everything so else. So the Packers' backup quarterback situation has always been, what, just tragic. It's always just been brutal. Deshaun Kaiser was just released by the Las Vegas Raiders. The Las Vegas Raiders kept Nathan Peterman, statistically the worst quarterback in the history of football. And the same guy that threw five interceptions in the first half of a game, his debut. And Nelly's always been saying about this, that Rosen has always been crapped on his whole career. And that Rosen should come into the Packers to compete for the backup job with the likes of what? Love? And you said, sorry, Tim Boyle, yeah, but you're Tim out. Yeah, Tim Boyle, you're out. Sorry, Boyle. You're fun in the preseason. I'll say that. See ya. But Rosen, I think I realized, I figured out why I, I don't like him. I think I realized why I hate him. The Arizona Cardinals came into Lambeau Field two seasons ago, and they beat the Packers. It was cold. It was snowy. It was windy. It was wet. It was just not a good environment. And it literally, I was, in, I was there. I was there sitting at Lambeau Field. And you didn't jump. I should have jumped. It was literally the worst professional sporting event I have ever seen in my entire life. It was awful, terrible, 
literally the worst sporting event I'd ever witnessed in person. And then after the game, after Rosen beat Rodgers, Mike McCarthy was fired. So I'm driving home in a blizzard with my buddy Becker in my passenger seat, and I told the fabulous farm babe Pam Yonke that I'd take back people from Green Bay to Madison. So I'm taking these two old-timers back who are like 80 years old. They have luggage. I have a very small GTI, golf GTI. It doesn't fit a lot of things. There's not a lot of trunk space. These old-timers had gigantic suitcases because they were flying out of Madison. So I had to take them back from Green Bay to Madison. This poor old woman had to sit with like two luggages on her lap while her, her husband was sitting there with luggage on him too. And as we're driving through a blizzard, the news comes down that Mike McCarthy was fired. Mark Murphy did him dirty. I think that's why I don't like Josh Rosen, though, Nelson, is because Aaron Rodgers went 99% to get Mike McCarthy fired. Rosen came in and ripped the rest of that Band-Aid off with that victory in Lambeau Field. I think that's why I don't like Rosen. Now, you think Rosen should be a backup quarterback for the Packers. I would love to see him bring him in. And tell us why. Well, one, just look at his career. So, I mean, he was the 10th overall pick in the 2018 draft, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, he came into probably the worst situation a quarterback could come into in the NFL. He was with the Arizona Cardinals, who that year had, like, statistically the worst offensive line in the NFL. They had one real weapon because Johnson was hurt, the running, but David Johnson was hurt. Larry Fitzgerald, who was in his late 30s. That guy's ancient, but he's still and then a beast. You even had other NFL executives questioning whether I can't remember the guy's name, but the coach of the NF or the coach of the Cardinals was a legit NFL head coach. Whether he could actually do it, Arians? Yeah, no, no, no. This this was after him. Oh, after it was him? the one year stopgap. Oh yeah, well, who was that guy? I don't even know because he was so bad. <laughs> they didn't even think he was like qualified for the yeah, job. Who was that? Exactly, you got to look him up. That's the situation. I thought it went right. Was, for a, I thought no. Arians of Kling, Kingsbury. In, yeah, no. There was I'm some guy in, in between. Research department's belling me. So Steve Wilkes. Yeah, he was so bad. Uh, the bouncer from uh, the Jerry Springer show. No, that's Wilco. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Steve Wilco show. <laughs> so, close though. So you get drafted ten. Nice pull. You go to a bad team. You go to a team that was missing their running back. Their only other real skilled player is in his late thirties. And the coach is being questioned if he's qualified to be in the NFL. And you get trotted out there every 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 single week with the worst offensive line. Then you bring in Cliff Kingsbury. Rosen was never really given us a chance. Yeah, you know Kyler Murray was his boy from the start. And he's like, all right, sorry, we got to ship you out of here. I love Kyler Murray. I'm drafting him. <laughs> I, I mean... It's, and they shipped him to the worst possible team in Miami, <laughs> who statistically had the worst offensive line again in 2019. Right. They were obviously trying to tank the first half of the season. <laughs> they well, brought in Fitzpatrick to play and play well. And, and, and I like it because everybody's like, why would you play Fitzpatrick if you're <laughs> trying to tank? He is not a guy who's going to allow that to yeah. happen. Yeah. And, you know, uh, and uh, name other weapons that are on that Miami team that you can throw to. Devontae mm. Parker's probably their best one. Let's they traded that. away Kenyon Drake. Yeah. If you look did. at the 2019 uh, NFL draft because Josh Rosen came out early, he would have been at worst the second quarterback taken. Yeah. So, I mean, he was held in high regard as one of the top quarterbacks. What Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, and Josh Allen went before him. Well, but I'm he was still taken 10th overall by the cards. I'm looking at their. 
current roster. And if you if you remember when he was coming out, what was his big knocks? He had all the ability, right? Yeah. But it was a bad attitude. Remember, he was the hot tub guy. Yeah. In yeah. the dorm room, he kind of had that Rogers type. Yeah. Rogers, Rogers esque with the bad attitude, but all the talent. That yeah. was his exact profile. He's remember, never. I think it was last off season. Him and Rogers were working out together because they're kind of buddies. Why not bring him in? Now you got two guys. What Jordan Love will be twenty two, and Josh Rosen will be what twenty three. Yeah. Bring two young guys in. You're obviously going to get them for cheap, basically nothing, and see who could win the job in the next three years. I will say, I, I think I figured both out. Both guys wh- have a ton of talent, and they're both super young. I figured out why I don't like Josh Rosen is because he was the final nail in the Mike McCarthy coffin. Was Alan Hearns on but Josh Miami Rodas last was, season? Hearns? Yeah. Or was that this season He they picked him up? I don't know, but, but like the only ones I can think of outside of Devontae Hearns Parker that is were on the Dolphins. a receiving threat. Was that tight end uh, Gil Sicky from Penn State? Oh, Hearns he was, was on the Cowboys. Good of a year. Right. Her- RJ Hearns was on the Cowboys in 2018, then he's on the Dolphins in 2019. Okay. Um, okay. I also, looking at the, the quarterback roster now for um, the the Dolphins, you got to feel bad for Jake Rudock, <laughs> who now becomes your number four. Yeah, he's good. Uh, well, that's assuming he's your number four. But their offensive backfield is now crowded. You have four quarterbacks on your roster right now. You could probably get um, Josh Rosen for like a six-round Rosen has Rosen has a lot of talent. He just was always yeah. in the literally worst situation he could ever be in. You, the, could, you couldn't have drawn up a worse first two years. The Dolphins brought in Jordan Howard and Matt Breida. Yeah, ro- bad. So, <laughs> ro- yeah. Rosen never given an opportunity to succeed. No, anywhere. Cardinals, one of the worst offensive lines ever when he was there. They won, what, 3-10 and 10 in his 13 starts. He completed 55% of his passes, 11 tutties, and 14 interceptions. But they had, did they even have a running game? No, J- David Johnson was, like, banged up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They had no offensive line, and then they moved on right away to Murray. Imagine that. You're, you're drafted to be a savior. They don't even give you a chance, and then they draft another guy to replace you. Now, did, did the I wouldn't GM mind Rosen change coming in. as well? I have no idea. Um, but, or was uh, that I just, think, uh, hey, this coach asked yeah, me to get was, a new player? I don't think they changed GMs. I think it was, hey, we screwed up hiring this, whatever that guy's name was that you looked up. The he's bouncer not a, from uh, yeah, Jerry. Not Wilkes. NFL Steve Wilkes. <laughs> not so, Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes. <laughs> we're going to bring in a college coach that was mediocre at best, but he loves Kyler Murray. So we're gonna. He's got a great spread. To, yeah, we're gonna kind of have to draft Kyler Murray first overall because he's in love with him so much, and I took a shot at him, so now it's my head. So could you see? The, <laughs> could you see the Packers getting Rosen, and then a lot of the Packer Nation being like, "Yo, can he catch the ball? We don't need another backup. We need a wide receiver." I feel like they should be. Wouldn't you be okay with it, especially if they already just wasted a draft pick on? I think Jordan Love. Why not bring in another young guy? Just, I think. We're like another year or two away from getting a backup quarterback. I will say if the Packers are relying on Josh Rosen or Jordan Love to win this year, they're doomed. That means Aaron Rodgers is hurt, and then the Packers are probably circling the drain. Well, I think that would be expectations that would be way too high for either of those guys. Totally. You'd hope that they could come in and... If they had to play half a season, you'd hope they could come in and win like two or three games. But well, the Packers' backup quarterback situation has always oh, been more than abysmal. Two or three. I, I don't Let's know. Let's go with fifty percent. Three and five. If it, okay, three and five, four and four. That's what I'm hoping out of out of my backup quarterback. You basically have two rookies. 
Well, what, yeah. have, what have the Packers backup quarterbacks done the past, every time they've been in the past decade? Nothing. Exactly. No, not a well, damn thing. Do you thing. remember 2013, how they basically rotated quarterbacks every week once Rodgers went down? Seneca Wallace. Well, he Seneca Wallace <laughs> tore his groin like the first play. <laughs> remember that? Seneca Wallace came in. He tore his groin like the third play in through his first start. He was done. Yeah. What? <laughs> Whenever you heard the name... Seneca Wallace, did you think, man, I think we really have our backup quarterbacks. I thought straight. we'd have a better shot than who came in after him. Then was it um Dude, it was like a revolving door. They had was Matt it Tolzine Flynn, after they had that? Tolzine. I feel like they probably even had ten more, it felt like. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, we'll be right back. Well, I want to get to the When this was Seneca Milwaukee Wallace Bucks ever an answer oh. as a backup? We're doing all plant plant based this week. All plants. No meat, all plants. So I marinated this tofu in a bacon marinade. You got to get liquid smoke. And then we used our air fryer to cook up this tofu. It, I'm not even kidding. And people are going to roll their eyes and say I'm crazy. And there's no way it's possible. Identical to bacon. Strange. Tofu, bacon. It was I think the insane. Only tofu, and I used it in my taco. I think the only tofu I've ever eaten, it doesn't really have a taste. Well, it's all dependent on what you marinate with it. Now, I marinated this for an uh, in an entire day. It was over 24 hours. So, and it's liquid smoke is freaking awesome for that stuff. So I had these, it was like bacon flavored. Well, I'm, I'm in my lab. I made it with liquid smoke, maple syrup, uh, some spices and yeah, olive oil, yada, yada, yada. That right there, dude was insane. So that with jalapenos, white onions, some tomatoes cut up, uh, sprinkled a little cheese on there with, um, Tortillas from my guy Luis here from La Movida, who makes some of the best tortillas I've ever had. It was muy bueno. It was mucho gusto for me, Nelly. So yeah, Taco Tuesday for me was a little was a little tofu craze. And man, I'm on Twitch right now. They're like, dude, you're crazy. That sounds gross. It was incredible. Don't knock it if you don't try it. Once this is all lifted, I will cook for you guys. I will I will throw down like Bobby Flay in the kitchen. For all the naysayers and the doubters and the haters. And you will be saying, I was so wrong, Ebo. I can't believe I didn't eat it like this before. Nelson, I'll do that for you. I got a question for you. Would you consider making frozen pizza or making macaroni cooking? I would cons- – is it cooking? I would con- – Is it cooking? Okay, for a frozen pizza, do you consider it cooking by unwrapping it out of the plastic wrap and putting it in an oven that's preheated? I mean, you're not really doing anything besides it's already prepared. You're just sliding it into the oven and taking it out. I, I wouldn't consider that cooking. But you got to read the instructions. It, it does. It, they do say cooking instructions. I would say making your Kraft mac and cheese more cooking than putting a frozen pizza in. I will. I will give you the so Kraft you, mac and so cheese. So you're saying Kraft mac and cheese is cooking. You do have to boil the noodles, so that there does you can overboil or underboil. You have to get yeah, your you noodles al dente. It, you have to do it correctly. I will give you Kraft mac and cheese as, <laughs> I will give you that as cooking. I will not give you a frozen pizza. That'd be a good Twitter poll. I will. I won't plus, give you frozen pizza as cooking. Plus, you got to make sure when it comes to macaroni and cheese, you have to make sure you get the right amount of milk in it. Yeah. Oh, totally. Nah. And you, and you have to get your noodles al dente. You got to get the right amount of milk. And the thing about a really good recipe, you don't exactly know what that amount is because you just know when you start pouring it. Oh, yeah. And then you hear that. I don't know how much. I don't know what the good perfect number is, but I know it 
Once you, I start it, okay. pouring it. You can eyeball it, right? That's part of cooking. That's you almost becoming a chef. When you're a chef and you know how to cook, you can eyeball things. You don't need to follow I'm the glad, directions. I'm glad that you say making macaroni is technically cooking. I'll give you that, but I will not give you frozen pizza. Okay, well, that's two-thirds of what I can make. <laughs> What's the other one? Ground beef burritos. Okay, that's cooking. You know, put some, like, It's not taco, hard, but it's still cooking. Some taco seasoning in it. Um, right now, I'd say when it comes once, to... Once you make the ground beef, obviously, you put it in the burrito, and then you add, like, lettuce and cheese. Yeah. yeah. Sour cream. Did you chop up the lettuce, or did you buy it pre-chopped? You got to get a head of lettuce and chop it up. That's nah, pre-chopped. All right. Well, I will say, <laughs> I will say the fact that you took out the ground beef. I assume you defrosted it. Or you bought it right from the grocery store. Well, yeah, we're it. saying it's already defrosted. I will give you. We're, we're ahead of that. I will give you. Yes, you, it's like when it's like you're a chef, but you have training wheels on your bike still. You're riding the bike, but you still got assistance. Yeah, those would be like the three main ones that I can make, and then there's like you throw in some fish and chicken and maybe some burgers on the grill. That was like my college. Okay, I'm. I'll my, give you the cooking on that, but I will not give you frozen pizza cooking. Frozen pizza is not cooking. That's just putting something in an oven. Despite it saying cooking instructions on it, it's, I won't give you that. But I'll give you the other ones. I'm just saying, I think it's I think it's harder than uh, you think uh, making a frozen pizza. You wouldn't. You told Charlie not to turn on the oven this morning. Well, that's because he's annihilated. He, my man got up at 3 a.m. and was pounding ice house. He couldn't even put together a sentence. And we've heard him before of how he almost burned down his apartment of leaving the oven on. I'm just saying, I I know how to cook, and. Nelson, I'm older than you. I've been baking frozen pizzas a lot longer than you have. That ain't cooking, and I know how to do it. But um, I'm not going to give you that, but I'll give you the mac and cheese, and I'll give you the <laughs> browning the ground beef the, for your tacos. The first time we, me and a buddy ever made frozen pizzas, we had to be like, man, probably 11-ish years old, 10, 11. And we were finally told we'll make your own. And the first frozen <laughs> pizza we put in, we put it in with the cardboard still on Of course. <laughs> Of course he did. Didn't turn out well. And I, I, the reason why I bring up the tofu thing, because I love taking flack. Uh, Bill in Madison, the sippy, tweets at me at Ebo, says, he goes, I know your wife is banging hot, but how whipped are you that you'll eat tofu bacon? Tofu bacon. Here's the thing, Bill. It was my idea. <laughs> so how, what, how whipped is my wife? Spin zone. Maybe she outkicked her coverage. You ever think of that one? Booyah. And then Bill also says, I can see Rowdy Razor Nelson over here trying to figure out how to make pot roast using tofu only. Oof. No, I wouldn't try to bastard a, a pot roast. I don't have that ability. That's also a bridge I wouldn't cross either. I, I love me some tofu, but I would not cross that bridge of a giant block of tofu pot roast. Not happening. All right. so <laughs> I stick to what I know. And that's, that's mac and cheese. That's why it's at the most like five or six different things. Oh, oh, we got Thor Sanity in the house, too. He says, I just turned the show on. What's up, Thor Sanity? And he says, booyah, Bill. Apparently, apparently Mike's like him. <laughs> so my brother Mike, he, he's just like you. I think he can make mac and cheese. Nothing wrong with it. Frozen pizza. And he loves, when we were a kid, he loved his nachos. And when I say he loved his nachos, he took just your regular plain chip, and then he sprinkled some shredded cheese on it and popped it in the microwave for about 20 seconds. That was Sounds his nachos. good to me. <laughs> I don't consider that cooking either. All right, anyway, 608. I consider that a snack. You, okay, this might ruffle some feathers. I'm going to get to this topic I just put out on uh, Twitter. I'm going to put it out on Facebook as well. So in Madison, when it comes to Aaron Rodgers and Giannis and then the Kumbo. But we got to go a little Bobby Flay on. I've got to go a little Emerald, a little, you know, 
Guy Fieri here. Nelly, you're a Kraft mac and cheese guy, eh? Yeah, it's the only mac and cheese you should ever eat. I'm going to rock the boat here. Velveeta and shells nope. blows that nope. out of the water. Nope, disgusting. I know it's like a science experiment gone wrong with that quote-unquote cheese. But Velveeta and shells? Oof. Shells, incorrect, too. Mm-hmm. You have to go original. I'll go that, too. Whatever, That's fine. But Velveeta and original or shells? It is the creme de la creme. It is that is high society dining. Velveeta and shells. See, I'm the not, best. I'm not a quality or a quantity guy. I'm a both guy. <laughs> so I want more and I want it to taste good. And I'm telling you, it's craft original macaroni. Because I you ever have like those uh um, Velveeta baby. That is the end all. What are the the noodles where they're like shaped? You talking like the SpongeBob SquarePants? Yeah, ones? like stuff like that. But they're yeah, not the, like the, kid. the, the kids' mac and cheese. No, no, no. You talking the SpongeBob ones? The Pokemon? They're, sh- they're shaped, but they're not like SpongeBob or whatever. But they're like their own thing. Like the little wheels, like never the pinwheels. Ever, ever get those? Because if you dump one of those in and you make it, you get less than a, if it's the original. <laughs> you figured it out. Trust me, I've made a few. I'll trust you. I've seen you go to town on that Kraft mac and cheese. And then you got to have... Here's the other crazy thing. Nelson puts applesauce yeah, on it. Yeah, you got to have applesauce on it. Nelson throws applesauce on anything. He'll even throw applesauce on his Kraft but, mac and cheese. But the creamy Velveeta, like, cheese, where it's super cheesy, that's gross. It's too much. No, oh, resident booze on Canudes and said Velveeta skillet with ground venison. Oof, that's flavor country right there, brother. Velveeta and shells, the creme de la creme. It is, that's when you know you've hit high society, is when you're dining on Velveeta and shells when your cheese comes it's too from rich it's too gross it's not even cheese it's in a freaking it's in a it's, silver it's like the nacho it's, cheese type stuff that stuff's gross it's divine simply it's made in a lab divine i know it's it's as a proud wisconsinite who guy who loves cheese like i got a nice 12 year in my fridge right now i got on 10 year as well but my guilty pleasure is Velveeta and shells Ugh, i just don't get how you like the cheese it's too much the king says tofu and applesauce. Yeah, I'll rock that, bro. Here's the thing. I'll eat anything. I have yet to find a food I don't like. You give me a food, I'll eat it. I literally like everything. And, oh, let's give him a pile of crap. Maybe he'll eat some poop. That's not food. So I'm not going to, like, no. Let's use our common sense. I will eat anything. Obi says there needs to be a cooking show called Drunk Cooking, where you get wasted and cook whatever's in the fridge. <laughs> Obi, just come to my house. I feel like that's just called living with Charlie. <laughs> well, Charlie is a chef. I think he went nappy-nappy. My guy, Charlie, we all know Charlie here. He's a cold icon. Charlie started drinking. He called in at 6 a.m., annihilated. On a scale of 1 to 10, how annihilated was Charlie? Like a 12? My man went sippy-sippy at 3 a.m. with Ice House. He's probably nappy-nappy right now. What'd you say? I'm hoping so. Same. All right, 608-321-1670. Twitter is at Zone Madison. I just put the poll out. Which would be a bigger shot to the gut? Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, leaves the Packers, or Giannis Adenikumbo leaves the Milwaukee Bucks? Why is this poll out here? Well, last time I checked, there's this thing called the COVID-19, this pandemic going around. this? What? Hang on. Let me, I'll, I'll, I'll get to it <laughs> real quick. Let me set the stage. There's a COVID-19, quote-unquote, pandemic going on right now. So we got some things to talk about. There's reports flying around everywhere right now the past couple of days that Giannis is going to leave the Bucks and the Warriors could come and scoop him. 
A lot of people saying with this season possibly being canceled, all of the whatever's going on with the NBA and professional sports, that this could have Giannis leaving the Bucks. Like the Warriors could package up something. I see. I have an article I'm going to read it coming up, and we all talk about Aaron Rodgers with the writing on the wall when they drafted Jordan Love. Could he finish his career elsewhere? Which is a bigger shot to the gut, Rodgers leaving the Packers or Giannis leaving the Bucks? Real quick, let's go to the phone, 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Joe Nebo Show. Who do I got? First of all, Nelson. Oh, Kraft, here we go. Dave from Anona. Kraft, What's up, baby? First of all, Nelson, Kraft, that's powdered cheese. I mean, your generation of millennials, I mean, come on. Velveeta is real cheese, and shells is real noodles. No, no, gonna, no, no. If you're going to make macaroni and cheese, you got to have a little bacon to it. As far as tofu, I don't want to eat anything that has a body. <laughs> hey, anything that's got a body part, the name, I'm not having anything to do what with What do you mean, Dave? It's, it's made of soy. It's a soybean. To, T-O-E, tofu. It's T-O-F-U. Well, but... <laughs> It, 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 and Dave, it, you it, drop, if you drop the T O off, it's just F U, Dave. Dave Sides World Toe is T O E. Dave, you you seem like a foot guy. You're probably sucking now, on I, toes. Oh, I've had my foot up in you know, Nelson's ass. Now, hey, I've had them. I've had those plant burgers what? before. Plant, uh, I don't, yeah, they're good, it, dude. Yes, they are. Believe it or not, I had a bet. I made a bet with a guy from Burger King. And yeah, yeah, I could tell a difference. And and, and I went, the Impossible Whopper. Yep, you cannot. I'm telling. I told him straight up. When you add all the ingredients and you add like the only mustard ketchup. Your 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 um, brats and your hamburgers. Yeah, it's you, good, dude. You cannot and take it from the fat guy. <laughs> you cannot tell a difference. Now, as far as your poll question, Giannis is going nowhere because Gary Middleton. Gary Middleton. Yeah, Middleton. Chris, Chris Middleton. Middleton. Yeah, he he would not have signed for five years if Giannis was going. They're, they're best friends. So Aaron Rodgers, who cares? But Middleton, but Giannis, you know, he's twenty five <laughs> years who old. Cares. Yeah, well, Giannis is once in a life. He ain't going anywhere. So people that are freaking out, you go to no, Milton with a sign for five years. But, um, you know, Rogers don't want the door hit you on the ass no way out. Dave. Yeah. I will make you a, something tofu related and you will eat it. Yeah. I mean, I mean when, you, when you start throwing. Dave, I'm a beast in the kitchen. I'm not even kidding. I am a damn good chef. I'm not, well, I'm not even Jen, kidding. Jen's got to keep you out there because guy. Knows Jen's also really good in the kitchen. We throw down, we throw them good, Dave. We, we eat good. We, it takes a long time cooking, prepping, then washing dishes. Yeah. But we throw down. Well, at least, at least she says you're good in one room of the house. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Dave. Never change. Right. See you, buddy. Damn it, Dave. Just, that guy's always got something to Bad get Bad take on Velveeta, though. Well, well, Velveeta, first of all, is not real cheese. But it is better than Kraft Mac and Cheese. No, no. Yo-hoo. Hoo-hoo-hoo-hoo. I will, I will go down on that ship. I will go down on that ship. That Velveeta is better than Kraft. So this, this text we got in. Also, isn't Nelson's favorite cheese the American cheese that comes out of the plastic wrapper? How can you, did you talk see, bad about you, Velveeta? That's that's a good point. You did say your favorite cheese is an American cheese, and that's not cheese. Well, that's ch- essentially what's in the Velveeta package. I'm sending out a new a new favorite cheese, and I'm redacting American, and I'm substituting the powder, the I'm, cheese powder I'm from sub- the craft box. Substituting sharp cheddar. <laughs> no, no, Nelson, your favorite cheese, Kraft mac and cheese, is your was one of your favorite meals, right? Wouldn't the powdered cheese in the package be your favorite cheese then? If I had to pick an actual cheese now, it's sharp cheddar. (laughs) Didn't didn't learn of it until last summer. (laughs) Oh, man. UFC 249 is like one of the only sports left. You got Korean baseball. You have NASCAR starting back up. And you have UFC 249. Am I missing anything? I guess you got Um, golf. I think... Technically, isn't there like Russian soccer and hockey? 
Oh, are they back? I don't know. They were. I don't know if they're still up. It's not something I'd be interested in wagering on. Yeah, that'd be that'd be tough. You scene. see, there was a fake. Well, yeah, well obviously a fake uh, Kentucky Derby simulation of like all time horses. Oh no, I didn't. Was it cool? I didn't watch it. I just I just saw the results. Uh, who won? Sea biscuit. <laughs> no, it was Secretariat. The Secretariat. <laughs> and then second was uh, Citation, and third was Seattle Slough. I, that's what I'm saying. It's like they're simulating horses that have been dead for 80 years. <laughs> we're, we're in some dire straits right now for sports, man. Uh, the only thing I ever interested me about uh, horse racing was just getting absolutely blasted off mint juleps. And there, I never even paid attention to the, the horse. I just, when can I get my mint julep refilled? The only thing I've ever done with uh, horse racing was when we were in college. I believe it was my freshman year. We had a little where everyone uh, threw in like five bucks, and then you had to draw horses' names. Yeah, I've done and there that. Was, there was enough of us where we got to draw two. Well, the guy that wanted to put it on was the guy that went supposedly last, and I swear to God he rigged it because somehow he came out with California Chrome. When uh, oh, really? California Chrome went on to win the Triple Crown. Man. Uh, Everyone R- was upset when he grabbed that. RJ said they simulated all Triple Crown winners. And T. Illinois says, hold up a minute. We're talking about simulating dead horses racing each other? Yeah. Yeah. We're in dire straits right now, T. It's 2020. It's 2020. We got no sports. We got nothing. We can't even go to a... We're in Wisconsin. We can't even go get a beer at a bar. Our pets' heads are falling off. We're simulating <laughs> those horses, dead horses those racing horses each other. Those horses were turned into glue 80 years ago. Yeah. Glue. <laughs> Some kid in 1940 was using that Elmer's. Yeah, he's probably eating that paste, too. Little did he know he's eating horse. He said, just shoot me right now. <laughs> if that's T, I'll do you like they do you a horse when it breaks its leg. We'll take you out back, and we'll say, good night, sweet prince, and off you go. It says we should start betting on how fast the glue from each horse dries. <laughs> we are in living in weird times, man. We're looking at go. Korean baseball replays and simulating dead horses racing each other. What's happened? Where are we? What's happening? I'm going to go with the uh, secretariat would dry the fastest because I heard he had a big heart. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the phone. 608-321-1670. Welcome to the Joan Ebo Show. Who do I got? Hey, it's part two, man. Scotty in the house. What's up, baby? Yeah, I figured it would make you a little way so you can guess when it was calling. Scott, you, I thought it would be earlier. RJ, RJ left, and he said, if Scott's going to be around, tell him I apologize. I had to That's go take okay. care of some business. Right now, RJ is doing some TCB, taking care of business. 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 Hey, Evo, once this quarantine's over, when are you and I going to get together and talk about that party at that bar? Some I mean, are saying, Scott, Scott that that could be 2022. Oh, uh, now no one even be funny. That, that was a report. The, the sad thing is, he's not. Okay, first of all, that's just wrong. Wrong, wrong. Number one, Scott. Two, if I get quarantined that long, you're coming to sit with me until I get out. So you, you want Nelson to bunk with you? Nelson's your quarantine mate. If it's that long, he's gonna. Because it's his idea. How about we take that Kentucky Derby glue from those dead horses and we'll glue you two together? <laughs> Connect it at the hip. Nelson, I'll let you answer that one. Scott, if this lasts longer than, we'll say into fall, we'll we'll come up with a plan to uh, get you out of uh, 
Your house. I can tell you this. Yeah, it's much. called open the door and walk out. There you go. We'll I can tell you. We'll I can tell you this much is give it less than a month, and, and they think they have protesters now. If they do extend this and and make this go Scott, long, it, you ever see the movie Braveheart? No, I haven't. Well, there's a scene where Mel Gibson's on full-on war paint, and he's on a horse with a weapon, and he's screaming out, freedom, I'm close. I'm going to resurrect one of those dead horses from the Kentucky Derby. We're going to ride, Scotty. There you go. By the way, did, Scott, did do you have any swords? Yeah, do you have a not, sword? You strike me as a sword kind of guy. Yeah. Not that I'm aware of. Just the one hanging? Yes. I could see you LARPing. <laughs> LARPing. <laughs> I heard myself on something like that. Scott, let me ask you a question real quick. What's that? So in the UK, there was this coronavirus doctor. Okay. His name's Neil Ferguson, Professor Neil Ferguson. He worked for the Imperial College in London. He is one of the architects for okay. the UK for the UK's government stay-at-home strategy. He was one of the prominent members of the Scientific Advisory Group of Emergencies. Okay. They used all his numbers and all his stats and all his graphs to basically yep. shut down all of UK. Yep. He, he went on social media and news conferences and reports yelling and screaming at people that they need to take this seriously and shelter in place and not ever leave their house, right? Like, that's yeah, the professional okay. Ferguson. You know what he just did yesterday? What's that? He resigned from his government position because as he was screaming at everyone to shelter in place and he shut down all UK, he was letting yeah. his mistress come over. <laughs> his married girlfriend come over to visit him at least twice during the social distancing so That's he could get a funny. little hanky-panky. As he's telling everyone that they need to stay home and they can't go out and do anything. He's That's having funny. His, he's having his mistress come over, breaking the rules that he put in place. What do you think of that? It, it, it doesn't surprise me much. That's just like, what's his face? That, um, Scott, did you hear about the other guy? He was close to, he was in, um, was it Idaho? He was in, I'll have to look at it. Maybe it was Pennsylvania. I'm screwing up my maps here. Okay. Scott, but, it turns out, though, that... Uh, his mistress, not positive for COVID. But her husband was. Did you see that? No. Yeah, her how, husband do you, was. how do you know? A Turns out I she mean, had a worse virus. I'm reading it right here, Scott, on, on CNN.com. It's, that, also, that it's on every it. site. If you don't like CNN, it's on Fox News. If you don't like Fox News, it's on BBC. If you don't like BBC, it's on... Okay. Wherever. I'm not sure if it was true, but I think I saw CNN reported that she had the HIV. Oof. I think that could be fake news, though. I think that was fake news. It could be. So what were you saying, Evo, about that other person? Oh, I'm just saying, I don't know. I just wanted to bring it up because it's hypocritical. Okay. Well, because okay. I know you're a smart man, Scott, so I wanted to get your take Confuse on it. Confuse my viruses. Well, there you go. Well, like I said, is I, I really want to sit down and, and figure that party. Oh, yeah, uh, back be, to the party. Yeah, I want a party too, Scott. Okay. No, I mean. No, I'm serious. It, I want a party. It, it's overdue. Uh, well, I wanted to, say, wanted to say I love you guys. Oh, and, and uh, hey, resident booze hound from Stelton Knutson just texted me. He said, tell Scott that I enjoy hearing him twice a day. I love him, and I can't wait to see him after this is all said and done. Ask him if he's going to the party. Well, he's party listening. Every... He's listening, so he'll let us know. Yeah, um, and you might, after I hang up, explain to people what we've got in mind so people don't think we're more nuts than what we are. Scott, well, you tell everyone. We're going to party. Okay. We're going to get what, you, me, what's the name, what's Charlie, the, name of bar again? the Silver Eagle in Monona. The Silver Eagle. One of our great listeners, I think it's, um, was it Bill? Was it Billy? Bill, I think you're right. I think it was Bill. I, I, Bill, if you're listening, I apologize if it wasn't you. If it was you and I've got your name or right. Or Dave. Cool. Is it Dave? 
Uh, I don't think it was Dave. But Dave from Anona is going to come. Bob. 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 Sorry, Bob. It was Bob. That's who it was. Okay. He's going to he's gonna pay for the remote. We're going to go out there, and we're going to party our asses off at Silver Eagle. Charlie's going to be there to do quality quality control on the beer. You're going to DJ, <laughs> yep. and we're going to do a live broadcast. And we're going to try to help for the Wounded Warrior Project, too. Yeah, and the Wounded Warrior Project. I love it, Scotty. Thank you so much. Yeah. Right, well, I love you. We'll see you later, okay? Take care, buddy. Have right. a good day, guys. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. Back to the phones quick. Welcome to the Joe and Ebo Show. Who do I got? Well, it's not Bill. Bob. It's actually Bob. Bob. See, Nelson corrected me, Bob. Nelson corrected me, Bob. I apologize. And I, I need to, you know, he, he's stepping a little bit on our party plans here. He's invited. <laughs> but we're not going to have a non-drinker set the party up, are we? Well, that's, yeah, that's where, like that's where I... That's a disaster. I know, that's because <laughs> Scott doesn't drink. But I think right. I think Charlie more than makes up for Scott not drinking though. That could be. So, <laughs> I'm thinking though, photo booth might be a necessity at this thing. Yeah, well, I, totally. I have some grand pictures in my head. Photo booth might be number one. <laughs> I'm totally <laughs> down for it, Bob. I'm down for anything. I don't even care, dude. I don't care anymore. I'll foot the whole bill. You don't even have to work. You you don't even have to do it anymore. Your company doesn't. I'll foot the bill. You just come and super party with me. Oh, dude, I am in. And I'm we'll in. have um, we'll have um, um, the what's the movie you love again? Friggin Roadhouse. Uh, Roadhouse. We'll have Roadhouse on on replay constantly on the TVs. Oh, dude, you know that that would be the thing. I will wear an I love Dalton and Charlie shirt <laughs> just because of that fact. Yeah, dude, I love it. We're all once this is over, Bob, we're doing it. How you been holding up, by the way? Uh, not bad. Working a ton. Working a ton. This has uh, actually been busy for me, so I'm kind of pleased about the whole thing. Well, not pleased. That's not the word I meant. No, I know what you mean, though. I know what you mean. I've been very fortunate. I am not strapped at home. Yeah. Like many a person is. Yeah. But I wanted to, I, to side note, I know you guys already talked about it a little bit, but what's up with our boy Brett embezzling funds? So okay, I'm so sure Bob, I'm down with that. I don't think it it wasn't from what I can gather because Favre doesn't have any criminal charges against him. It's the Favre who's ever running like Favre Enterprises. I think this person was just cooking books, and then Favre, he said that Favre or she, whoever it was, was going to do these engagements, but then never told Favre about it and never planned it and just took the money. That's what I assume because there's no criminal charges on Favre. I want Scotty verification. I want Scotty to go through his books with Charlie assisting him. To go through the books, and I want to report you go, by the end of the week to verify that Barb's hands are clean on this. Now, now or I'm Bob, have to take down my whole memorabilia collection, and that's going to hurt. I know for a badly. fact that Scott's listening. So, Scotty, I know you're listening. Get on it. Start cooking the books or checking out the books. Charlie, though, Bob, he called in at 6 o'clock this morning. He told us that he was up at 3 a.m. pounding Ice House. He, oh. you, I couldn't understand a single word the man said. Uh, besides Captain Kirk out, but he was annihilated. I think he's okay, passed out so right now. So if the numbers are Have doubled, you ever it makes had sense. An ice house? Have I had one? Yes, it's 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 terrible. It's not terrible. Uh, Have you had a mountain crest? Mountain crest is terrible. Uh, no and no. <laughs> I will say. I will say. I did. I will say. I did drink a lot of Rhinelander and Huber when I was in college. Bob, that is that is like that is the nectar of the gods compared to mountain crest. Rhinelander is oh. ten times better than mountain crest. Mountain Crest you know is the worst. Ice House you know tastes beautiful compared to Mountain Crest. Do you know the difference between Rhinelander and Huber? What? Switch the label. <laughs> That's all it was. <laughs> oh, thanks for calling in, Bob. I always love hearing from you, man. All right. Thank you for correcting it. And he's not on this party committee. Let no. him know that. Set the boundary. He's listening. He knows. 
All right. Thanks, Bob. See you, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, could you imagine that? So when Scott was cooking the books for WWE and Vince McMahon, it turns out it was probably just a big bribe to open up the state of Florida, which I think we all kind of came to. Yeah, because remember, the first thing that was deemed essential in Florida was WWE. Yeah, and then after that, I think if you have Charlie helping out cook those books, everything's going to be at least doubled. Charlie, just yeah. based on the vision. I'm just glad Bob was listening. I apologize. I, uh, Bob, I called you Bill. There's a guy that calls in named Bill that sounds just like you, so I get confused sometimes. B- poor Bob. I kind of I kind of put him on blast a couple weeks ago, too, <laughs> when Jocko came on. I thought I had Jocko on the line, and poor Bob was sitting there. I, I think it was Bob I did that, too. I apologize, Bob. I'll do better. I swear, I'll do better. And I couldn't even remember his, his movie that he loved, Roadhouse. I've just been coming at Bob. I just... On, not so on I, purpose, Bob. I, I am sorry. Well, he brought that up. I typed in uh, Brett Favre on Google, or Favre Enterprises on Google. Yeah. You know what he really should have capitalized on? What? Should have been Favre Enterprises, but spelled with an I, like an I-N-T for pick. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> it would have. Let's go back to the phones, Craig. Welcome to the Joan Ebo Show. Who do I got? I had to call back <laughs> on this. Hey, Scotty. I had to call back on this. First of all, tell Bob, I didn't say I was going to plan it. Well, Scott, you're our <laughs> DJ. No, no, I didn't. I, I've got to give him a hard time too. That's fine. I, whatever you want. Bob's to do, a Bob's a good guy. Bob's a good guy. Scott, you're a great guy. He's just that, he's just you know he's crossing his T's, dotting his lowercase I's and his lowercase J's. And I know. And you, and the reason why I don't drink is because my father drank, and I didn't drink after that. Scott, so. you don't have to you don't have to tell why you don't drink. It's all good, man. The first time yeah. I ever met you, we were at a bar. Scotty and comes to, up to me and he says to me, "Ebo, are you going to buy me a diet Pepsi or what?" Well, so I bought him. I bought the man a diet that's Pepsi. That's called commanding the room, Scott. Yeah, and Scott, well, you gave me a Weird Al Yankovic CD. It was beautiful. Yeah. Well, tell Bob. I can well, Bob's do listening. What, tell him right now. Bob, I can do what you want to. And as far as checking the books for fun, I don't think they're going to tell me that, but I can try. Scott, you you cook the books. It's okay. You can tell us. You cook the books. <laughs> well, I just wanted to let Bob know is that I'm not trying to run anything. Well, we appreciate you clearing the air, Scotty. Yeah. All right. We'll see you later. Okay? I had to call back on that. I know. You got to defend your honor, Scott. I appreciate it. <laughs> Tell Bob thank you, though. Oh, he's listening. He heard you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Let's go back to the phones quick. Welcome to the Joan Ebo Show. Who do I got? It's Sasquatch Mike. How Sasquatch? are you guys? Oh, my God. This segment's incredible. What's up, Sasquatch Mike? How are we living? Uh, guys, listen. I got to tell you something. Uh, real quickly, uh, you all know who Bill and Melinda Gates are, right? <laughs> yes. yes. So the event 201, and anybody can look this up. Ironically, guys, this is such a, uh, a false flag event, what's going on. So I, I, I acknowledge that the virus is real. It was bioweaponized, but let me get a little further here. So Bill and Melinda Gates in 201 conference back in November of 2019 at the World Health Organization in New York City had this mm. meeting, five-hour-long yeah. meeting, and they presented a, which Bill Gates has been working on since 2015. It's called ID2020. And ironically, it has a chip that's injected into you, and um, it has a protein. If you can look this up, it's called Lucifer, just like the devil. Lucifer. E-A-S-E or A-S-E or it's Luciferase. And it's a, it's a compound that needs to be put into there to make it compatible. Uh, if you can look it up, you got to do more research on it. But it is a, just ironically, and the patent number on it, guys, is 060606. So how the, the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast. And and listen, Bill Gates stated in 2019 November, again, remember, this was all perpetrated because this was six weeks before the first case in Wuhan. He stated, he said, that anybody that does not get the ID chip will not be able to bank, trade, work, or travel. Compare that to Revelation 
the book of Revelation says, without the mark yeah. of the beast, you will not be able to buy, sell, or trade. Now, guys, come on. Lucifer Rays, the six, six, six. Zero, six, six, six. Take the zeros out. you got triple sixes. Guys, I'm telling you, man, it's scary stuff, but this is reality. That's not a conspiracy. That's fact. Anybody can look this up. It's pretty bizarre. But I have some stuff I want to talk about with the Packers here, guys. <laughs> but, Mike, beautiful transition. That was incredible, by the way. I love it. All right, hit me with the Packers stuff. All right, you guys, I know I did, I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I'm also a realist. What, what do you guys think? It, to me, doesn't it seem to you like they're going to try to move on from Rodgers? Yes. Do you, you guys think it's a possibility? Let me Hear me out here. So we had the new head coach last year, and he had okay, one year under his belt. We saw what happened with, with McCar- you know, Mike McCarthy. Everybody was ready to say, get out of town, get out of here, you're a bum, you didn't win anything. Do you think, is it possible that the upper management in the head office see something maybe we don't on Aaron Rodgers that maybe he's... Well, that's what they do every day. They grind tape. They look at him every day. They see him way more than anyone else, you know? So if anyone knows the best, wouldn't it be his head coach and his GM? Well, and maybe with him under the new year, they, you know, maybe uh, the head coach went up to, I can't remember, I got lost his head. What the heck's his name again, head coach? Matt LaFleur? Matt LaFleur, yeah. LaFraud. Maybe LaFleur went up. Uh, to the upper management and said, hey, look, I can't work with this guy, you know, and they went the direction they went and said, hey, look, it didn't work with McCarthy. Uh, we already got a head coach that we like a lot, and this isn't going to work. But, guys, I don't know what side of the fence I'm on because I think with Rodgers it's win now, but the fact that they did not give him any receivers, they could have drafted two wide receivers in the first and second round. Even in the third round, they didn't get – Mike, they didn't draft a single one for two years. One, and I mean, even the Bears drafted a guy in the fifth round who's real speedy, and I mean, again, that's Ryan Pace the idiot, but <laughs> I, I'm telling you, it, this is so bizarre, and I, I'm, I'm, don't disconnect me. I want to hang up and listen to what oh, you yeah, guys yeah, you're good. Well, we got, we got to do a break here, Mike. We're a little behind, so we're gonna, I'll, we'll do a little talking, but then we got to hit break. Okay, all right, sounds good, guys. Thanks, and tell me what you think about what I said, because I, I think they're moving on from That's my opinion. All right, Mike, but... I'll, I'll leave it on hold for a little bit, and then we'll talk, and then we'll hit break. All right, brother? All right, thanks. All right, yeah. First of all, i got to say, Mike, incredible transition from the Mark of the Beast, the Bill Gates seminar, which did happen. I mean, it happened. There are cameras there. You can go Google it. And then to the Packers and Rodgers. Incredible transition. And Ryan Pace, the idiot, and you can sprinkle that in. Incredible. So, Rowdy, what do you think of Rodgers? To answer Mike's question, I think ID2020 is more likely than Aaron Rodgers being a career Packer. I would also agree with that. (laughs) I don't think Rodgers finishes a career with the Green Bay Packers. I think what it is, you see Brian Gutekunst planning for the future. They traded up in the draft to get Jordan Love. Then the report came out. They would have traded up even higher with the Minnesota Vikings to, what was that, pick 22? And they still would have selected and then Jordan Love. The ultimate one where they talked about if they had the number one overall pick, some NFL executive still thought they would take Love. Jordan Love. So Brian Gutekunst pick. Brian Gutekunst is looking for the long term health of the Green Bay Packers. It, it was it shocking when it happened? Yes. When it was a glaring issue that the Packers needed an offensive lineman, a middle linebacker, or, I don't know, a wide receiver. Glaring issues, and they went with a quarterback and then a running back. 
By the way, the best positions for the Packers last year were quarterback play and the running back play when they draft backups. Yes, it's shocking. The widest, the deepest wide receiver draft class in history. They didn't take one. It's shocking. Then third round, they took an H back. An H back. Yes. All right. Real. I, this thing is incredible. I don't know where we're going with it. I got to continue it. Let's go to the phones. Welcome to the Joan Ebo Show. Who do I got? What's up, brother? What's going on, brother? Got Zach and Wisco. What's happening, homie? So, you guys are talking about uh, that that guy in the UK having his married girlfriend. You guys see the uh, the story about the the soccer player Kyle Walker? The, no, what? All right, so he he took to Instagram Live like two or three weeks ago, and he's like, "We're all safer at home. Do the safer at home thing." And he's ordering hookers. Of course, he is. <laughs> he's having he's having like all these <laughs> all these girls is. coming over, and uh, yeah, it was hilarious. Oh my god, he's getting ripped up and down, and deservedly so. I oh, mean, yeah. the guy's sitting there taking the taking the Instagram live and Facebook live telling people to stay at home and you know, nothing's more important than your health. And he's getting these, uh, these ladies of the night to, uh, to hey, come over to his place. Money don't sleep. That's for sure. I guess, I guess so, man. But you know, that's, that's the funny stuff about a lot of these things that are going on right now is well, everybody's the, saying, stay at home, stay at home. And then they're not the ones that are staying well, the, home. They're the dude that I was talking about, dude. the Neil Ferguson guy who's a professor, he was one yeah. of the lead guys to shut down the entire UK. Right. And here he is telling everyone what to do when he's doing the exact opposite so he could cheat on his wife and his mistress could cheat on his her husband so they could hook up. Isn't it a beautiful thing? Yeah. <laughs> it's nuts. What's up, Mark? Hey, what's up, guys? How we living uh, today, man? What's good? Not not too much, not doing bad. I uh, just wanted to hear your guys' take on Jordan Love. Um, when I was looking at some of his stats from this past season, I saw a number of big red flags in my book. Uh, first of all, his touchdown-interception ratio was 2016 in the Mountain West Conference, so that's <laughs> obviously not good. And then another huge red flag was his completion percentage. It was 67%. And somebody on Twitter posted that uh, 25% of those completions weren't screen passes alone. Mm. So that is not good. And I don't know if you guys touched on it, but I just wanted to hear what you guys yeah. thought. Well, Mark, I take it that you're not, uh, you're not a fan of the draft pick, I, could, uh, I can assume correctly? Well, I mean, I definitely see the potential based on his stats from 2018. I mean, those stats were out of this world. Yeah, then 2019, but, you take the step back. Yeah, I think he should have been maybe a third-round pick, obviously trading up for him with a mega reach, and I think every yeah. Packer fan can vouch for that. But I just wanted to hear your guys' take on that. Yeah, thanks, so. Mark. Appreciate it, man. All right, um, so there you go. What do you think, Rowdy? Well, I think before the season, thanks, Mark. Jordan Love was projected as a third-round pick going yeah. into last college football season. No, it was a shock. When, you, everyone, when, they, when they traded up, we thought wide receiver, right? Well, yeah. Or, or offensive or, tackle. Or who was up there, too? Queen? Wasn't he still there? Queen, you had an ungodly amount of receivers. You also had uh, Josh Jones, the offensive tackle, who ended up sliding as well. But, yeah, you didn't think it was going to be Jordan Love. So let me ask you about Love. Jordan Love in 2018 had, like Mark just said, thanks for calling in, Mark, phenomenal stats. He looked great. But then in 2019, the consistency and the production took a massive step backward. Keep in mind, Jordan Love, though, lost nine starters on offense, 
brand new coaching staff. And you know who came trotting in for his final year in 2019? We know him. I don't think we love him here. Gary Anderson. Some would say the same guy that gave uh, Joel Stave the yips. Definitely. And didn't he bench Melvin Gordon, too, for some weird reason? All right, so what is your take well, yeah, on the 2018 of, to 2019 Jordan He lost a Jordan ton of Love. starters and a ton of weapons on offense. And some of the scouts and him himself kind of said he tried to play like a, a hero ball. He tried to do everything. He tried to fit every throw in everywhere. My thoughts on Jordan Love, I actually thought he was my second highest ceiling quarterback behind Tua. Yeah, Nelson I was loved Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah, I was probably one of the higher guys on Jordan Love of the people that we've talked to on the you show. You definitely were. You, I can vouch for Nelly that Jordan Love, Nelson loved him second best, first being Tua. I, but still, at the same time, I wouldn't have traded up in that position to go get him. I so, think it was a reach. So his strengths, Jordan Love's strengths, you have a tall, in-the-pocket, and smooth, natural thrower. He's got a gun. He's right? got an arm. He's got Dude one of can the best sling. Arms. He's probably got the best arm in that draft. I mean, he's also decently athletic. He's confident. He makes athletic pocket exits when he scrambles. He's got good open field vision. He's got the arm strength to put the dime poof, right on the dime. He can drop the ball in. But you look at that year 2019, last year, and the numbers drop. But yeah, that's, that's the year where he developed a lot of bad habits, fitting it into places, turning the ball over. But that's where you hope sitting two, three years behind an Aaron Rodgers, who I think we all know is probably he's the guy. He's a pro- Jordan Love is a project. But who, if you have a project, who do you want him to learn and sit behind? Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and, and Aaron Rodgers is a guy that doesn't turn the football over. Yeah. We've had people getting angry about how he throws the ball away instead of f- trying to fit it in there like a, a Brett Favre would have. Exactly. So that, that's the guy that Jordan Love's going to be learning behind for two to three years. I feel like it is a decent uh, match for Jordan Love to learn behind. But at the same time, I don't know if I was the Packers, if I would have been willing to take a quarterback first round. That's the one, especially that's the with the contract that Rodgers currently has. Maybe next year. I I like I like the Love pick, but but the thing I don't like is when you Packers had so many glaring issues and they didn't address them. And we all believe that they were one game away from the Super Bowl. I don't. Well, they were one game away from the Super but, Bowl. But were, we they one, were they one player away from the people, Super Bowl? A lot of people think they're closer to one player away from were the Super Bowl. Were they one wide receiver away from the Super Bowl? Because everyone wanted a wide receiver. Were, me included. Were the Packers legitimately one player away from making the Super Bowl? Ask yourself that question. Were they truly just one player away? It's something we can talk about tomorrow. Because we're, you know, we could, well, we my got short 13 answer, minutes. My short answer was no. Same. But adding a big-time receiver would definitely help. Big time. That's my one complaint, though, is they didn't address any needs to win now. They addressed the needs to win after Aaron Rodgers, sure. But that's, that's years down the road. That's two, three, could be four. Who knows? It's not one year away. It's more than and that. And you know that Rodgers is on the clock now. Yeah, and we've known that for a long time. I just don't, I don't think anyone wanted to come to terms with it and actually admit it, you know? You know what I'm saying? But that's just why it's weird that they would would go out and make that move now when all of a sudden it looks like Rodgers on the clock. He's got four seasons left to build for one last Super Bowl. They were a game away last year. They need a few more pieces, and then they go and draft a backup quarterback. A backup running back. And then to make back. it worse, they get a backup running back. And then back. an H-back. 
and then they traded away that fourth rounder. And now we're talking about a kid from Minnesota in the fifth round that God knows if he makes the roster, he's coming off a knee injury. So, <laughs> but it does get better in the sixth round in your heart of hearts and think about it for tomorrow. Cause talk about it tomorrow in your heart of hearts, deep down in your loins, in your plums. Do you honestly think the Packers were one player away from getting to the Super Bowl with like a wide receiver? The San Francisco 49ers demolished the Packers two times last season. Demolished. They ran right through them. Jimmy Garoppolo was six of eight passing for what, 70? I think it was like 60 or 70 something yards. Raheem Mostert ran for a record four touchdowns and like 250 something yards. And a lot of people are like, who in the hell is Raheem Mostert? And yeah, exactly. Raheem Mostert was a special teams player for them until about halfway through the season. But just think about every – remember the Raiders game? Now, I know the Packers ended up blowing the Raiders out, but remember when, when they were just running all over them? Then they opened the game up with a 75-something-yard run? Well, that game was neck and neck until uh, – Until Derek Carr did what fumbled. Derek Carr did. Um, Dude. They were not one player away. But some people some people will make the case that they were, and that's why I love it. I'm open for the debate. We'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> Packers, man. What a year, though. Wasn't last year like one of the most confusing head-scratching years? We'll talk. You actually like experienced good moments. 13-3. I, I never felt good at all. Yeah, despite, despite never feeling good all year. There they were, one game away from the Super Bowl. Wild. <laughs>